Novak Djokovic released from detention in Australia. What's next? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. This is Brian Lutz of Backhand City. Well, it looks like Novak Djokovic has been released from detention, but it's not the end of the saga. Uh, again, this is a gigantic public relations story. The media is very involved. Tennis fans are very involved. In fact, even non-tennis fans are taking to the street of Melbourne. More on that in just a minute. But there's a good story in the AP uh written by Rod McWork and Mark Baker, and I'll go through it a little bit, but just in summary, it looks like the judge, and rightly so, has given a little reprieve to Djokovic here because he did land early in the morning. I think he got in at like 5.30, 6 a.m., and he was only given a few hours, and I think by 8.30 or so, they made the decision to deport him, and the judge had decided that because of the time change, uh, the, the weekend hour, and just the absurdity of it all, that he did not get proper representation. So ironically, nothing's been really settled here. It's just he kind of got off on a technicality because everyone deserves due process. If you want to talk to an attorney, uh, fortunately for Djokovic, he had the resources and the mental fortitude to go through all of this. Um, so here's the story in the AP, and it's entitled, uh, Judge says Djokovic can stay in Australia, but the saga is not over. And I'll, I'll summarize as we go through this, but the unvaccinated tennis star was released after being confined to an immigration hotel for four days as the drama gripped many in Australia and beyond as Judge Anthony Kelly reinstated Djokovic visa, which was pulled after arrival last week because officials didn't qualify, officials said he didn't qualify an exemption to a rule that all non-citizens be fully vaccinated. Djokovic's lawyer said he has since recovered. Now, the lawyers for the state of Victoria claim that they believe the illness was not acute enough. And what they're trying to say is it has to be really severe for them to give an exemption. And the only thing I can think there is that you develop a lot of antibodies if you get a full-fledged COVID outbreak and you're really sick. Um, that's the only thing I could think, and I think that's going to be the gray area there. It's going to be really difficult to measure that unless, you know, he would take an antibody test or there's some sort of threshold that needs to be done. But predictably, this has not really ended well, and it's just the beginning, and the people in Australia and the city of Melbourne have hit the streets, and it's gotten a little bit violent. Here's what it sounds like in the streets of Melbourne. Now, this is in right down in downtown Melbourne, and I know you can't see this, but it's escalating quickly as the police are surrounded by a car, and they're really kind of forced to use pepper spray here. And that clears the crowd pretty quickly, but it just gives them a little space to maneuver. It's still pretty violent. And what's interesting about this is I've been to Melbourne. The tournament itself is located very close to the downtown area. In fact, when I was there in the 90s, 
They were protesting the war in Iran or Iraq, rather. So it's a short walk from the tournament. All the player hotels are right nearby. So this is not a safe scene. And this thing is not going to go away in the next few days. Hopefully it'll calm down by the start of the tournament next Monday. But right now, it's a circus. Now, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens because obviously this has turned very political. Uh, the Australian Open is, like I said, seven days away. And apparently things are still in play here as there is a minister in Australia who works with the Minister of Immigration, Citizenship, Migrant Services, Multicultural Affairs, acknowledged the court's decision, but that the minister's personal discretion remains in play, which means if he does decide to deport Novak Djokovic again, this is going to head back to the courts, and I would imagine it would escalate things further with this PR debacle, the protesting and the confusion, and it's really obviously going to inhibit Novak's preparation for the tournament if he has to go back into court because that's not going to give him enough time to train. And from what I'm reading is if it does go back to court, and let's say Novak decides to fight it, what's in play then is when everybody has a chance from the state side and Novak's side to get their ducks in a row, this could drag out. But it escalates to the point if Novak's deported and loses, he could be banned from the country of Australia for three years. So uh, reading on here in the story from the AP, uh, obviously, Djokovic's family was very pleased. Uh, his mother said this is the greatest victory, better than all the Grand Slams he has ever won. Uh, the virtual hearing crashed several times because of the overwhelming number of people around the world trying to watch the proceedings. At one point, an expired link was apparently hacked and broadcast pornography, the New Daily News website reported. Uh, so this is, you know, from a tennis standpoint, this thing is growing in more popularity because Novak Djokovic, Rafa Nadal, and Roger Federer are all tied with 20 Grand Slam victories. As Novak tries to become the greatest Grand Slam tennis player in the history of the game. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Stay tuned tomorrow as we tackle more news, commentary, and tips. That's when push comes to shove I believe it was inevitable That's when push comes to shove Could this be the one that got away? I get the message, guess I knew it